Hi guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. I am your host, Hotshot Ginger, and with me I have... I'm running out of jokes to call him by, so I just have giant music. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> that's a funny... Oh, that's my name. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was not expecting that one. Yes, yes, that is my internet handle. I'm very, very well. How are you, Hotshot? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, slowly starting to get back into the uh, swing of things. I'm getting back into work here in a couple days. Uh, via reco- uh, as we're recording this, I'm going back in like two days. So I'm excited and also terrified. <laughs> Yes, and by work, he means live streaming, because I need my hotshot live streams. Yeah, I, well, life happened. <laughs> <laughs> All good. What are we talking about today, man? Uh, Why am I here? You are here because today we are talking about shonen uh, characters, mainly heroes and villains. So, like, uh, when you think shonen, you think big anime, uh, like big anime battles, like Naruto battles, Dragon Ball battles, and stuff like that. Because it's, uh, it's anime geared towards, like, uh, uh, towards males, where it's like mostly like burly action and stuff like that, instead of like the slice of life and um, and stuff like that. But what uh, hearing that, what is the the first anime you think of when you hear shonen? I was gonna ask you what you think uh, shonen meant, and honestly, I could be butchering the translation, but it is anime uh, geared more towards boys than girls. So. Basically, I feel like before I answer your question, I just want to say like this podcast me this episode's going to be imagine an audio format of when you open up a shonen jump manga. <laughs> That's what I want this to feel like. We're going to go through memory lane, we're going to talk about our favorite shonen characters that fall into the category of hero or villain or whatever, man, okay? And uh you know what? It's got to be Dragon Ball, right? <laughs> right? I I I just I feel like such a broken record, but right? All right, welcome back to the, like, sixth episode we've done of Dragon Ball, especially Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but, like, it's that, or it's Naruto, or it's One Piece, and it's the three uh, that I picked for the most influential anime. Shonen is huge in ha- anime. It's uh, bigger than Ghibli. It's just, it's the face of it. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it's a big, big deal. I Okay, maybe I- I'm going to eat my words when I say bigger than Ghibli, but it's it rivals Ghibli for sure. Um I think it's one of the biggest anime staples brands that you can think of, you know, short of Crunchyroll and Funimation. Yeah, I mean, well, no, yeah, I guess you got a point. (laughs) I mean, the first one I think of at least is Funimation. I don't know about you, but I guess it's fair. I guess it's because Funimation is the main one that I use Mm because I'm a dub guy. I'm sorry, guys, you can hate me if you want, but I prefer to hear what's going on as opposed to reading what's going on. I uh, recently got myself a Crunchyroll subscription, so, I mean, I'm more of a sub guy, So, but it's good. It's good to have differing uh, opinions on this. Uh, but to go to the main topic here, I want to say that, uh, to me, th- those big three are the faces of uh, Shonen, and I think the big three main characters are uh, heroes that we can discuss, that we've discussed before. You know, Goku, Luffy, and Naruto uh, are undeniable in terms of being uh, Shonen heroes. What do you think? I mean, yeah, like when, especially when I was growing up and especially like when I actually did get Shonen Jump uh, issues. So like on the cover, mm-hmm. it was typically like Naruto or Naruto, Luffy, uh, Goku or Ichigo. Like it was always one of those four. Right, right, right. And which one was, did you prefer out of those guys? I mean, Naruto, cause, especially because I was younger and Naruto was like what actually kicked my ass into anime in the first place. I, I always preferred seeing Naruto on the cover. And admittably, when I was a kid, uh, I only read the like, don't get me wrong. Shonen Jump is like a thick ass magazine. And the only mm-hmm. uh, 
And the only one that I actually read was Naruto when I was like, when I first started getting them. But then I started like dipping my nose into uh, One Piece. And then I started going into Dragon Ball and like the others until eventually I was reading the entire thing. Right, right, right. Like to me, I was always a big fan of those three, but I want to talk about another anime from the 90s, that, a shonen anime that I severely enjoy. Like, I really love this one. And for me, honestly, when it came out, I, I felt like from what from uh, the research I've done, obviously, I was barely born when it came out. But uh, Yu Yu Hakusho rivaled uh, those big guys for a little bit. It was a very, very popular anime series. And Yusuke Urameshi is a great uh, shonen hero that I loved. You can see his determination, you know. Uh, what do you know about Yu Yu Hakusho? Because I know you didn't watch it, but like, if you had to describe the story of Yu Yu Hakusho a little bit. Uh, if I had to describe on, like, the, the story from not seeing yeah. it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your first impressions of it. Because we, we, we did talk about it quite a bit on the podcast. Yeah, fair. okay, that's fair. Um... A high schooler dies and becomes undead and uh, goes and hunts spirits as a detective. As a spirit detective, yeah, basically. And uh, you've played as uh, Yusuke in a couple of video games, so you can see that he has, like, a pretty good bark and a pretty good bite, you know, as a character. Yeah. And I always enjoyed uh, the confrontations that he had with the uh, enemies and just everything uh, from the anime was uh, fantastic. I will say Yusuke, like personally, um, you know, those finger guns you always say as a kid. Yeah, he brings a whole new meaning to that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And one character that uh, Yu Yu Hakusho brought was Hiei, a, a, a bit of a anti-hero slash hero um, that I really enjoyed, and we most recently saw him in the death battle he did versus Sasuke. I feel like this is a good, uh, quick uh, interlude, because I wanted, I did want to talk about those two characters specifically. Uh, they're like anti-heroes, you know what I mean? Because the Sasuke starts out as this like good guy with a bad edge, and Hiei literally starts out as a villain, and then there's a flip, you know? And I really enjoy it, those two characters. I just like that, like, I want to say, like, I don't even know, like, dark, brewing, um, Uchiha type. <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, just Uchiha, really, when you think about it. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I've seen a little bit of Hiei, like, throughout, uh, throughout games and stuff like that, but the only character in Yu Yu Hakusho, at least, that I know, like, by name and by design and, like, instantly clicks in my head is Yusuke. Like, I don't know a damn thing about him other than what you told me. And even that is mostly left my head at this point. But, like, at least I know him by name. Very, v very fair. I mean, uh, what about, like, villains for you? Like, what are some, some shonen villains that you enjoy? Uh, One that I actually want to jump into uh, is actually Shigaraki. Uh, is it? That might be the name. I might be getting it wrong. Is uh, Shigaraki from Hero. From My Hero Academia? Yeah. Like, that is so funny this that you brought this up. I, why? What's I up? I just want to think real quick. Literally the day we are recording this, yeah, My Hero Academia season five put out a flashback episode about like how Shigaraki has been brought up and his background, and like I obviously don't want to spoil it because you're not there yet. Um, but that's really funny. Shigar there's a lot of Shigaraki happening today for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a little bit more. I've just always, yeah, I just always loved him because he's like so creepy and slimy as a villain. Like he's not like power will overthrow the run or power overthrow the world smarts will like stuff like that. He's very strategic and stuff like that, especially with the fact that like he just has all these hands over his face and body. We don't know what he looks like. And he's always just like scratching at his neck, just giving like this air of malice and creepiness to him. I just always kind of loved him as a villain, especially when I actually saw him fight in the uh, uh, in the training grounds when he when he and the League of Villains uh, jumped Class One A in the uh, training dome. 
I mean, that's like early, early my hero. That, that's I, I early, you, like uh, yeah, that's that's season one. But another another scene that pops in my head immediately is him having all but one finger around Deku's neck in the mall and just basically negotiating with him and talking to him like this is how it's going to go down kind of thing. Like just that kind of air like screams villain to me like more than anything else because he has all of the power in that one moment. The cool thing with him is that he has staying power. We're five seasons in. We're uh, 130 plus episodes into My Hero at this point as we're recording this. And this guy's still being talked about. And this guy's still a pain in the neck of for many villains, which I love about him. And the cool thing about this villain too, and I'm not spoiling when I'm saying this. I'm not saying very specific things when I'm saying this. But basically, his goal at the beginning of My Hero, you know, is just to destroy everything, right? This, yeah. this guy just wants to like... Take out all my little, and I feel like villains such as Frieza, we can talk about Frieza after him, and and uh, Shigaraki, uh, why they are so lasting is because they are adaptable, and you see Shigaraki's goal reshape uh, throughout My Hero Academia. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say what it is, or, but his goal is not destroy everything any- anymore. It's that that's just too one noted and simple minded. He's a leader. He's uh, a innovative he's a pioneer in what he's doing and that's what i love about him he's very unique in his powers and the reason why he's staying around so long is because he's able to adapt and change his goals as the story progresses and that's why we're on five seasons now and that's why this guy is still being discussed uh, any thoughts on that uh, hotshot i mean he he puts himself in a position to where like he's the one in control even if like he starts from a place under like um i d- I just recently saw this part in the anime, and yes, I'm very far behind, but I did see it more in the game where uh, Shigaraki is talking to Overhaul, where Overhaul very clearly has the advantage, but um, right. and Shigaraki like admitting defeat is like, okay, we got to come back and deal with this, but later we got to go. And then eventually Overhaul is dealt with by, by Deku and everything, and Shigaraki is still the villain standing. So it's just like... He puts he distances himself from like fights that like, okay, you're weaker than the heroes and stronger than me. I got to back off for a little bit. (laughs) No, I understand. I do want to switch gears, though, here because I did bring up this person and I want to discuss this villain. All right, go for it. Frieza. This, Frieza, this is Frieza, one of Frieza. This is one of the villains I feel like a lot of people uh, immediately think of when they think shonen villains, especially because Frieza yeah. is frankly the most prominent villain in uh, in Dragon Ball. If that makes any sense, like he started in Z, but now he's in Super, and he was a ma- major part in the Tournament of Power and stuff. So it's just this is very clearly a, a fan and probably staff favorite villain. Uh, he 100 percent is. He's like. When you think of the universe seven, where uh, Goku resides, where the most of the story takes place, he's the emperor of that universe. That's the way you see it. He is the pain in the neck of the Z fighters. And he's even in their mind when they're trying to pick people to save the universe. And he's so smart about it because he's like, oh, you want me to save the universe with you? And you want, you want me to help you out? You're going to have to give me a good sweet, uh, sweet deal and break me back to life, you know? So... Sorry, voice crack. Uh, Frieza, to me, has always been this, like, enraged, uh, destructive, uh, sore loser, uh, evil, evil type that I just cannot get behind in terms of enjoying him and, like, be like, oh, he's cool. You know what I mean? I I don't like Frieza at all, but that's why he's a good villain, you know? He does earn my respect in the Tournament of Power. We see him uh, switch sides, and we see him 
fight hard, but then he comes back in Broly. And in Broly, he's, you know, he's back to his evil ways. He recruits Broly to destroy, um, to destroy Goku and Vegeta because he's like, you bloody Saiyans, this is the end of you now. No, 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 no. And it goes to the point where, and this is spoiler alert for Broly, he kills Broly's dad to get Broly pissed at Goku and Vegeta. Bro. And then he, yeah, because he tricks Broly into thinking that they did it. But the, yeah. one of my favorite parts about the Broly movie, if we can dive into that for a minute, is when sure. uh, is when Goku and Vegeta vanish and Broly is just still in that state of pure rage. And then he just turns on Frieza and starts beating the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, th- oh, but then think that. about it. Every failed fusion that Goku and Vegeta did, fusion takes like a half hour, an hour to wear off. John so, but, yeah. so Broly is still beating Frieza when they get back. So he's been beating beating him for like an hour and a half. Oh, it was great. No, no, I I I'm full on uh uh enjoying that uh that scene. It was great. Frieza, another one, the a great villain. I hate you, but you're a great villain. I I want to jump uh, to another character here if uh, if you would allow me to. I'll allow you, but you picked Frieza, but okay, go for it. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, we're just open. Do you have someone you want to bring up? I, I got so- I got someone in mind that kind of, I wouldn't say similar to Frieza, but someone I do want to bring up. If you have something, go go for it. Go I, for it. I, I do have someone in mind, but if he's similar to Frieza, go uh, go ahead. I'm actually a little curious. Uh, I'm taking that back. He's not similar to Frieza. I don't know why I said that. It just kind of okay. slipped my tongue. Well, go ahead. I'll go. Okay, fine. I'll go. Just keep that one in mind, I guess. Um, yes. So this anime doesn't exactly have a, uh, a villain, at least as far as I've seen, and I've seen pretty far. I guess the only enemy would really be the government. Um, but I want to talk about uh, Kokoro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. Koro Sensei. Or, or, or wait, what Sensei? You said Kokoro Sensei. Right. Is it not? Koro Sensei. Koro Sensei. Right? Jeez. I thought it was Kokoro. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Koro Sensei. Let's okay, Koro Sensei. Let's stick with that. If we're wrong, sorry, but we're not. <laughs> no, it's Koro Sensei. I just Googled it. It yeah. is Koro Sensei? Okay. I want to talk about Koro Sensei. <laughs> um Oh, Koro Sensei. Never heard about his name before. <laughs> Don't go go ahead. Yeah, right? We didn't say that like 15 times and then not delete it and leave it <laughs> in for a joke. <laughs> But um, I, I just want to talk about him because like the sheer amount of power and the amount of effort that everyone has to go through in order to finally lay him down. I haven't seen the ending of Assassination Classroom yet. I still got to work on that. But I have seen several of the attempts from uh, from the students trying to get at him, like in the middle of class shooting him or just like all jumping him or like one of their biggest ones that uh, that they did, like using all of his advantage or disadvantages, like getting soaked in water, um, a dirty video, uh, embarrassing videos and resulting in him going in, into like his ultimate defensive uh, shell, like that little ball thing. And just like the, the entire adventure of like he's actually bonding with these kids like actually giving them a chance to, uh, since society basically threw him away. And he's actually there for him, teaching them like life lessons and actually like about school, teamwork, all this stuff. He is actually giving them like more or less a reason to live. But here's the yes. thing. He still has to die. And I'm just like, I don't want that to happen to this guy. No, I, I know what you mean. Uh, to me, Koro-sensei is this weird protagonist slash antagonist. It's, it's tough to pin him down into a specific category. Um, he's heavily entertaining. Don't get me wrong. Um, I love all the attempts that by the students, but he carried that series. Like he was so funny and he's always doing these crazy things and you see him flying to another country for lunch. And I don't know. It's been quite a while since I've seen this anime. I finished it like oh, five years ago. I would like to say oh, um, geez. it was great. 
it was great. Yeah, four, four or five years ago, all the attempts to assassinate him were just entertaining. We always see these crazy ways they try these students um, try to take him out. And uh, I don't know. Have you seen the end? No, you haven't seen it. Do you know what happens? I I haven't seen the ending. No, but I I know that like basically a, a second uh, a second Koro Sensei appears and they fight and they're evenly matched and stuff like that. And he appears several times. Like, he has a human body, but he has, like, all these tentacles and the same powers as Koro-sensei. I don't know his entire story, though. You see, it's been that long that I forgot about that. Uh, I was mentioning, do you know if the students succeed or not? Oh, that. I, I know I know they win in the end, yeah. Okay, cool. I do want to talk about that quickly. Um, I feel like those students, the way it ends was such a... Oh, it was such an emotional way to take him out. Um, And you see the bond between those students and him as the story ends in those final moments. You really understand what has been developed and what was at stake and everything. And of course they have to do it because if not, pretty sure he blows up the planet or something. He already blew up part of the moon. So yeah, Kuro Sensei, hundred uh, percent, a fantastic uh, shonen anti-hero heroic villain. That's the only way to describe him. He, he really is all three in in his show. Like he even gives a, a computer that is meant to destroy him at like any given notice sentience and life <laughs> and like treats uh, treats her like any uh, any other student in the in the school. And it's just insane to like see him go through all this. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to blow up the earth. However, I'm also going to be the nicest guy on Earth. I, I I just love I just even though I keep getting his name wrong I love Koro Sensei a lot and think he is ko, like the sweetest ko, thing Koto Totoro Sensei I love Sensei a lot <laughs> Let's just call him Sensei <laughs> Assassination Classroom right. Sensei He's nothing else Let's talk about my homeboy This guy This guy is a hero and he has been there my entire childhood and I I love this character so much makes multiple appearances in the series different seasons is the face of this series believes in the heart of the cards lives by the heart of the cards i'm talking about yugi moto that's funny actually because yugi was one of the characters i was going to bring up <laughs> yugi like in, in both versions as yugi and and as yami is kind of insane but it, like in the in the best of ways like as Yugi, he's like this uh, this super sweet, considerate like to his friends and everything, and just saying no, there's got to be a way around this. But as Yami, especially when he started, he's like, I am going to put you under the heel of my boot, and <laughs> he just like destroys everyone in in the game and learns like humanity and compassion throughout like with uh, with Taya, Tristan, Joey, like the entire gang and the adventures and stuff like that. Like especially, have you ever seen episode zero? Of Yu-Gi-Oh, it's brutal. As far as episode zero is concerned, no, I haven't seen it. Is that when he tries to put the Millennium Puzzle back together? So, no. So, he puts he puts the puzzle back together in the original show as well. Like, uh, right. but he does also do it in zero. In zero, though, uh, Yami actually kills people after, like, defeating okay. them in dual monsters, like, in brutal ways. Right. And... It get it gets to the point to where like Yami is more of a uh, like Egyptian monster as opposed to like a character that uh, that grows and develops with Yugi because he's still a ruthless pharaoh tyrant. But uh, I mean, yeah, they cut that all away for the uh, for the version that we know and love. But it's just brutal to watch, uh, especially the comparison between Zero and the rest of the show. Right, right. right. I just like 
to me, I do want to talk about like other characters, not just 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 more than the series than just Yugi and Yami. Yeah, there's a. Uh, you know who I want to talk about? Yeah, I know. You know who I want to talk about? I know who you want to talk. Say about. his name. Mokuba. Say his name. Grandpa. Come on, Hotshot. You, I know you're trolling, but for the audience, we need you to say the name. I don't want this to become another clip in an episode. Say his name. Jaden Yugi. Okay, Hotshot, <laughs> you are pissing me off. Seriously, you know who the main rival is, okay? Say his name. Just say the... Stop it. St just stop. Just stop. Just, just breathe in with me. <sighs> who is... The character I want you to say, and I really want you to say the correct character. Pegasus. Oh, you. Oh, you. I hate you. I actually really hate you right now. Say his name. Just say his name. Say his name. Fine, just because we got to end this at some point. Seto fucking Kaiba. Nah, I, I was talking about Tristan. We're talking about Seto fucking Kaiba. <laughs> Kaiba is awesome. I loved him. I know he's an insulting, insufferable, he's an insufferable, you know what, bag. Uh, he's definitely one that I picked uh, in that episode. We got to do a 2.0 of that, by the way. And um, he's really insufferable. I just don't enjoy him as a person, but he is so entertaining and he is so full of himself that you just love to see him fail and you love to see him rival Yugi. You know what I mean? You you know exactly what I mean. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, they set up Kaiba, like, especially in the beginning so well because it's just like this rich boy coming into a, a card shop to get the ultra rare uh, blue eyes white dragon and then destroys yeah. it. And I'm just like, fucking what? <laughs> Like, don't don't get me wrong. Um, it took me a while to actually get into Yu-Gi-Oh! to the point where I was collecting cards. But it's still like, especially if you are a card collector, seeing that scene just kind of breaks your heart. And just like doing that so no one could use it against him. I'm like, dude, you could have used that against people. Right, right, right. I mean, personally, I just know that he has a passion for tooling. And you just know that he's there to, you know, rival Yugi. But as the time goes by, I feel like he almost becomes... An actual ally of Yugi's. You know, we see him doing that double to duel together, and you see that their um, I want to say their goals align, like taking out Merrick. This is really old school uh, Yugi. -Oh. I can't believe we've been talking about this. Uh, love, 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 love him. Um, for that, for like, for being able to set aside his differences. Is there other stuff you want to say about Seto? Because I want to talk about another generation of Yu-Gi-Oh. Real quick. Uh, no, I got nothing really on, on, uh, Sato other than, uh, he's evil. And just that one scene was really the main thing I wanted to bring up with him cutting up the card. Right. Because that's like the main thing that sticks with me. But if you other got a quick scene, I, I, I know, up, I know who I, you're, who you're talking about next, but go ahead and do the scene, then bring him up. I hated the scene that little, I don't know what his name in that insect playing duelist when he threw uh, in water. Uh, <sighs> Weevil, Weevil. I think I something think like that. Weevil. I mean, we'll, we'll his, call him. His name was Buggy. Like, yeah, it was, Buggy. It was like a bug. <laughs> yeah, he just. Anyways, I want to talk about the name that Hotshot always calls me, Jaden Yuki in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. What, what are your, uh, how much do you know? Have you watched this series? I forget, honestly. I, this actually was the series, as a kid at least, this was the one I watched more than classic Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I love really, yeah. Because I loved uh, Jaden and his uh, elemental hero deck, and I love the idea of like uh, dual monsters being taught in a school and the different classes like uh, Slifer Red and Obelisk Blue and uh, Raw Yellow. 
Um, I just love that kind of setup, but I especially love the cards. However, I haven't right. seen it since I was at oldest 12. So I have no memory of anything, no memory of the characters, no memory of any of the duel or monsters. I got nope, we nothing. Get it, we get it. No stress. No stress. I'm not going to quiz you on this thing. This is not an exam. What I do want to say, though, is what year were you born in Hotshot again? 96. Okay, that makes sense because this series ended when you were 12 in 2008. This series, to me, I'm born in 94, guys. Uh, this series, to me, uh, it was like the beginning of my 10s. You know what I mean? Like, right when I uh, turned 10, I remember this series coming out. I remember watching this, and I was like, whoa, this guy is like a cool version of Yugi. And he was just like loving to challenge everyone. And he, all he thought about, all he always mentioned was dueling and dueling and dueling and dueling and dueling and dueling and dueling. And I was just as passionate about Yu-Gi-Oh! when uh, Jaden started being a part of that universe. So I really, really related to Jaden for that reason. And just seeing him throughout all the seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, I've seen all the seasons. The only thing I've ever not watched about Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is the final duel with Jaden versus uh, Yami. For some reason, I never watched that. I should watch it. Never have. Never have. I I honestly haven't either. Like I know, um, I know that I know who wins, but I've never actually seen the duel itself. But it sounds like an awesome duel to watch, even if uh, one's skills are very clearly superior <laughs> than another's. It just it still sounds like a cool like like idea or not an idea. It still sounds like a cool ex uh, experience to see like firsthand. It's like a a kind of crossover, but it's still in the same universe, just a different generation. Right, right, right. So, okay, so what I do like want to say... Yu-Gi's slightly older. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's basically all I want to say about Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Uh, I have another series I want to talk about. This is one that like, I watched and I dropped, but now I, I just saw it on a list and I do want to talk about it a little bit. I'm going to send it in the chat right now. Uh, I, if you know anything about this series, Hotshot, I would be surprised. I... Uh, it's called Bakuman. Yeah. Oh my god, what? You know this one? I, I, know, I know it by name, but that's it. I know nothing else. Okay, so... This is what I know of it, and this is what I want to talk about it. The reason why I watched it was because I'm pretty sure the creator of Death Note also made this thing. And okay, basically, see, it's see, about this. This is the reason I don't know it. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. It's nothing like Death Note, to be uh, to be fair. At least from what I've seen in the first four episodes. Um, this series was basically it's about this kid who wants to become a, a manga writer. And uh, the first few episodes, you see him just, like, starting to write, like, mangas and stuff. And I just thought it was so meta. An anime about a guy who wants to become a manga writer. Like, that's not, that's pretty cool, honestly. I mean, uh, Kyo, I think Kyo and I, because um, Bakuman came up in a uh, in a video we were watching as, like, a, a theme thing. A uh, artist, unfortunately, I can't remember the name, was drawing characters in different anime styles, and Bakuman came up. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And uh, both of us were like, Bakuman, why does that sound so familiar? And Kyo looked it up as like, aspiring to be manga artist. He's like, okay, you know what? Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, this one, I feel like, was like, if, if, if we're like, if people, if this podcast really was a Shonen Jump, we're at the back pages here. Like, this one's not a main at all, you know? Uh, obviously, the first few pages are going to be those Naruto's, Yu Yak shows, Dragon Balls, um, you know, those types of series. This one always felt like in the background, in the shadow uh, of it all. But in all seriousness, I feel like Bakuman uh, is a hero because he's he's chasing his own dream. So there's it, it kind of relates to the topic in a sense. I mean, yeah, because I mean... You're right. He's chasing. He's chasing his own dream. Which don't get me wrong. In anime, we see all the time. However, it's still one of the most difficult things to do IRL. So it's still kind of uh, 
it's still kind of inspiring. <laughs> Let's talk about okay. Is there anything you want to bring up? Because I feel like I, I have so you, many I want to bring brought, up. You've brought up everything except one. I have brought up one character. Oh wait, no, okay, two. Okay. Do you two. have one you want to bring up? I brought up two. My bad. Um, yeah. Do you have something I, you want to bring up? Yeah, actually, I did. Go ahead. Um, uh, th- so this is a character that uh that I saw uh somewhat recently, like within the past like year or so. Um. And I mm-hmm. fe- I think his series is done. I'm not sure, but I really hope it's not. But he is like the ultimate hero of heroes, even if he doesn't put any effort into anything. <laughs> uh, Saitama. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Really? Like, yes, really. Fine. We can talk about this guy. All right. I mean, yes. Let's talk about this, this guy. <laughs> this, this topic. This topic has been brought up so many times. I, I know. I just, I, react. I, I just want to briefly bring him up because he's still like, I feel like when we talked about the big three earlier, like Naruto and uh, Naruto, Dragon Ball and One Piece, I still feel like uh, in the newer generation of Shonen, One Punch is still one of the big heavy hitters. Also, it's about superheroes. Like my one of my greatest weaknesses when it comes to watching anything. Like that's why I love heroes so much, why I love this so much and so on and so forth. But just the fact that this guy, like, the premise sounds ridiculous. Just how do we make a show about a guy who can take anything down in one punch entertaining? You make everything over the top. You make the other characters over the top. You make, uh, when he actually does get serious, like, feel genuinely badass. Uh, and him just having, like, real-life worries more than, like, a supervillain who is destroying the town. And he's worried about missing a sale at a grocery store. <laughs> Like that, that is how you do it in Saitama. Like, I don't want to say relatable because he's like so deadpan and everything all the time. And his worries are like, this is not what a superhero should be worrying about. But that's why it works so much. And I just I just love like his deadpan. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, he's just chill with everything. But when he does get serious, he's like, "Okay, now I need to step up my game. You get chills running down your spine. Okay, so this guy, great hero. You can't deny that. Uh, you know, uh, very comedic uh, series. I agree with all those things. This is a gr- good, good showing to bring up, obviously. What I do want to mention, though, two things. Uh, I think we covered Saitama with what you said. What I do want to say is there's a villain in that series in, in season two uh, that I loved called Garu. And Garu, uh, y- y- I can't talk about Garu because you haven't watched you haven't watched uh, season two. And y- you're going to, I really want to, t- oh. Can we talk about Garu? You, you can, or, you or can't, you... you can either. I'll just tune you out or <laughs> no, 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 you, okay, you can. It, it's I'll, okay. Season it two, brief. season two has been uh, out for a while. I'm not as picky about spoilers as I have been in the past. There are just like some okay. certain specific series I don't want you to touch. But yeah, one, one punch is okay. Okay. Garu <laughs> is basically this villain that is like, I'm going to just take out all the higher class villains, uh, all the higher class heroes. And he just, season two is a bit focused as, about him. He's, he, yeah, he's, it's hard to say that he's like the main villain. Yes, he is in a sense, but his like fights are very side series. They're, they, him and Saitama barely ever uh, intercept. And the, the few times they do, it's great because Garu's on like this streak of like, oh, I've taken out three heroes. Oh, I'm going to take out the next one. And then he bumps into Saitama and Saitama's like, what are you doing? And he just hits him once and takes him all out. And he's like, what happened? I just loved this villain and how he was brought up to Saitama. <laughs> he just kept eating doo-doo every time he came up against them. And that was fantastic to see uh, such this like bravado of like, oh, I cannot be defeated. I'm the best villain of all times. There is not one single person who could punch me except for the one punch man who takes you out. And like, he doesn't even punch punch. him. Like the first, 
it wasn't even a punch. Like the first time was like he karate chops his shoulder and he just collapsed and passes out. <laughs> One chop. <laughs> yeah, pork chop. You know, in all seriousness. And the other thing I want to say about One Punch Man, and this is like, I say this from the bottom of my heart. Like I love this series. And I love the production of this series, and I cannot wait to see more. But on that exact topic, when are we getting season three? That, that's, it's been that's, years. That's why I was worried and saying, like, I'm pretty sure his series is done. I don't, I hope it's not. No, but I think it's no, 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 no. There's so much manga to cover, bro. There is so much manga to cover. It's no, I know, but possibilities. I, I know, but that's a popular practice too. Like, if the manga is long running, the show will stop. Like, that's what they did with Berserk. Stop too. jinxing it. Like don't the, say the anime. That. Don't say that. I'm saying it. the The anime, the like no. the anime of Berserk is still running, I believe, or is. Uh, concluded since the uh, creator has passed but um the show like barely covered any of the arcs like 24 episodes as opposed to like a multi-hundred installment manga series all right that's enough uh, lies out of you no, right. in all seriousness all i right, understand I'll... what you're saying there um season three though needs to occur for one punch man one punch man is fantastic i love this series it's been discussed so many times on this podcast but it's worth discussing because it's so good. And so a big thumbs up to you on bringing up that series. So what's the next one you want to bring up? Um, I actually did have uh, one more. I'm actually trying to find it real quick here. Uh, let's go. Ahead. I have it. I have one ready. Okay. okay let, uh, let's go ahead and do the one you want to bring up. We'll do. And then we'll do mine and start wrapping up. Pretty sure the one I want to bring up is the one you want to bring up. All right. Let's go. Possibly because I, I know you're a fan of the series I'm about to bring up. Future Diary. Nope. Really? It's not the one I wanted to bring up. However, I do respect you for bringing it up. So go for it. Future Diary is just a great shonen. This one was, oh, it creeps you out. It's, it's oddly satisfying. It's weird, 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 weird. It's a survival game like no other. It's a love story like no other. It's suspenseful. It's romantic. It's horrifying. It has some great beheading. Spoiler alert. I love 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 this series what i saw from this i mean yuki and yuno those two are just a match made in future diary hell and heaven and i love the game that they play in here basically do you want to describe the setup here a little bit hotshot the plot of it without spoiling like what what's it about there's cell phones there's people what what's up bro so there's cell phones there's uh people uh selected people like in a contest and basically imagine hunger games but in an open world style <laughs> You're not in an arena. You're in the world, and you have to go out and kill everyone else. Dude, all I'm saying, in, man, lay, in layman's was... terms, that's really what it, what the core of it is about. You know, just happens Very to well, yeah. you know just happens to do her uh, her own thing. And by own thing, uh, he means eliminate. We'll put in one word: eliminate. Um, what I do want to say though, how stressful must it be? You're walking down the street, you get a notification on your phone, and then it just says dead end. Yeah, Bro. and it's just like oh. Um... Oh, no, 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 there, no, no. There, you two, don't want that. There's two options to do at that point, I feel like. One is to just, like, kind of shrug and go, like, okay, I'm accepting my fate. And two is to do everything drastically possible to change it, which obviously is what everyone does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, what a... What a crazy series. I... That's honestly what I wanted to say. Obviously, uh, Yuki is a hero, you know, is a villain, Maybe? Question mark? Y- Yuki's a hero. It's kind of hard. It's very it's, convoluted. It's kind of hard to put. Um, why the hell am I blanking on her name? You just said it. <laughs> it's 
It's hard. It, yeah, fucking hell. It's hard to put Yuno in a box like being a, he- a hero or a villain or even an anti-hero because like everything she does, she ju- does do to keep um to keep Yuki safe. But at the same time, she is like mass murdering everyone, like people that aren't even in the contest. She is just butchering people like and then with her family and everything else and like a lot of shit going on there it's just like it's hard to call her a villain because of like how much good she actually does do especially protecting yuki but it's hard to call her a hero with all the atrocities she she's committed so google describes her as this okay. Gasai is the main female protagonist slash on off villain of the anime manga series future diary i feel like that's basically what it is okay because you she is very tied to the main protagonist and then she does do some evil stuff i feel yeah. like that's the perfect way to describe it yeah it, it's actually uh <laughs> okay I, th- I think this is a story i've told you a couple times but it's still i still bring um it still rings in my head every time uh future diaries brought up like even in casual conversation uh kyo accidentally spoiled the entirety of uh Future yeah, Diary for me yeah uh we watched in uh we watched in a bridge series he or in a bridge episode because uh he saw it and thought it was hilarious and thought I'd like it, so he was just showing it. And uh, in the first line, it spoils like the biggest twist in Future Diary. He immediately paused it and just went, "No, no!" He, he was just <laughs> he was freaking out. I'm like, dude, it's okay. I I honestly like like I wasn't that into Future Diary at the at the time. I'm like, yeah, it was a little spoiled, but honestly, I was having way too much fun with uh, <laughs> with Kyo's existential crisis to really care. No, I understand. Um, okay, let's bring up your topic, and okay. then I have two quickies I want to do, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. You you have you have way too much to say about this. Here you are wanting to do a short episode, and like here you are just like here's this 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 this. No this, short this, episodes, this. only long episodes. Yeah, it feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, okay, I actually did find him. I don't know why it took me so long to remember who it was. Um, I actually had another DBZ villain I wanted to bring up. One I feel like like uh, doesn't really get enough attention for how much he's done. Um, especially since can I try to guess? since he's a long running villain, huh? A long running villain. Okay, can I get a guess? Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna say Cell. L. Cell. I I told L is not a villain. <laughs> or Cell. In Dragon- oh, Cell. Jesus. No, it's not Cell. <laughs> I was gonna say L is not a villain. Or L's in Dragon Ball. A- Light Turner. <laughs> Damn! How'd you get that? <laughs> it makes me think of that TFS. Uh, Cell versus Light Yagami. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll try one more time. Long run. Give me one more hint. One more hint. Uh, He's in multiple shows. Like GT Super? Kind of I, I'm not I'm not giving you that hint. He's just in more than Z. Okay. That's what you meant. Okay. More than Z. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vegeta. Nope. Not Vegeta. Okay. I give up. Dr. Jiro. Really? Yeah. That's very. That's a very. That's the word I'm looking for. Abstract oh. pick. You're well, being the, a GoPro uh, kill right now. I mean, the the main reason that I'm that I'm picking him is a he's a villain that we haven't really covered. We've only covered like Boo, Cell, and Frieza, and that's really it. We we Fair never enough. really like dumped into the actual Android saga itself. But with yeah, with Doctor Jiro like being the uh, the founder of the Red Ribbon Army, like one of the biggest. Uh, well, for lack of a better word, terrorist uh, organizations like in the world and for it to be taken down by Kid Goku and then Jiro to take his entire life uh, dedicated to building androids in order to slay him. So resulting in uh, 17, 18 and uh, 16, 
it's just that like he goes that far even making his own self a a cyborg like even tfs brings out a brilliant joke like wait how did you do that to yourself like huh all right i never really thought about it i just kind of accept it because it was anime but holy shit how did he do that to himself and just like the sheer amount of like hatred uh and he doesn't really have a whole lot of power. It's it's just based on like hatred and intelligence uh, in order to try and kill Goku. Like he doesn't he doesn't come close. Mainly because the thing that almost kills Goku is the heart attack. So really, he's not that much of a threat to Goku as much as the other androids are. But it's just amazing that a villain that Goku had since he was a kid is still trying to get at him, failing miserably but trying. <laughs> I want to say. Dr. Jiro was very fun in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I really enjoyed, like, just battling against him and seeing what he has in store and how he just, you know, is playable against because you can't play as him in, in Kakarot. But as a villain, yes, you're right. We did not ha- we did not cover him, and he's a big part of the Red Ribbon Army, and that was quite a pain in the neck of Kid Goku. So, yes, he deserves to be brought up as a shonen villain, for sure. Especially since he's... Not just a villain, but a character that we've seldomly brought up. Like, I don't even think we've really brought up the androids themselves. We'll do an android cast. There you go. <laughs> it's like Wara right. class, but only androids. Quick honorable mentions here. Uh, I just want to say a big shout out to One Piece and Bleach. These are two big shonen series. Uh, I don't have any, like, big thoughts on them. I've watched a little bit of Bleach and dropped it, and I've watched a little bit of One Piece and dropped it. But obviously, we're talking shonen. We have to bring them up. Any thoughts on those two theories, Hotshot? I love One Piece. Um, But yeah, watching the show, I eventually did uh, uh, did drop it. Especially since, uh, like I said, I'm more of a dub guy, and they drop and they drop the dub. Um, nothing against that. Like, go all out for it. Like, do uh, do what you will. But I do play the games, which ironically are just uh, Japanese voices. But I'm more focused on the game than I am like hearing what's going on in it. I guess I'm more focused on the gameplay. So just right, ex- right. just exploring the world of uh, of One Piece and everything is way more enthralling to me because it's so massive and expansive and all the characters are hilarious. Um, as far as Bleach goes, it's kind of the same deal. Um, I watched a little bit of it uh, and then uh, dropped that one as well. And then I played a game of Bleach and I had... Like when I was younger, I had a, a lot of time spent on that one. So I'd still learned a lot about the characters and stuff like that. But it was only in a specific arc. So I don't really have a whole lot on it. Fair enough. All right. Let's wrap a things up for the podcast. All right. So this has been. This is why we have a pop filter. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was just texting it. I'm going to see how my pop filter does on that one. Anyways, in all seriousness. Uh, so we talked about all these uh, different uh, shonen uh, villains and heroes in series. Uh, I don't know what we're going to title this because it started out as heroes and villains, but it was a very open format and we just went over the place. I hope you guys equate this podcast to uh, thumbing through a shonen jump. That's really what I wanted this episode to feel like. So if you guys want to follow the podcast, it's at Anime Podcasters on Facebook. You can go on youtube.com slash giant music. Those are two places for video versions of the podcast. We are available on every single podcatcher, uh, every single podcast player that you're on. Uh, if And if we're not, let me know, and I will make it happen, and we'll go there. You can rate this podcast.com slash animepodcasters and give us a five-star review. You can go on speakpipe.com to leave us a voicemail. Take the survey in the description, and if you want to be a guest, there's a link in the description to be able to submit a proposal. So, 
Next episode, if things lined up properly, we are having a very, very awesome episode. And I want to bring it up uh, quickly here. We're going to be talking about Attack on Titan with two of my very good friends, people I worked with at the studio that I was uh, interning and became an audio engineer at. Uh, they are called Jacob and Juan. They are two of my best bros. I love them to death and I cannot wait to have them on. Very fun podcast coming down the pipe. 118 is going to be awesome. And I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it. Hotshot. Are you looking forward to talking about titans that attack people? I'm more terrified than anything because I know how uh, how much knowledge that you guys have about everything. And really, the most I'm pulling from is the shows. So I'm going to be more of a back burner on this. But I'm really curious what you guys have to say. I'm going to burn your back so hard on this podcast. I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I am at Giant Music on social media. Giantmusic.com uh, is my website if you want to hire me for freelance audio services. And uh, make sure to just uh, follow all my links in the description. All right. Hotshot. Where can people find you? And uh, considering that this is late September for people, when is your next stream? Um, I'm probably gonna I need some. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm probably gonna pick up streaming some uh, again sometime in October. That'll just give me uh, give me time to get everything back into the swing of things and uh, like just basically reset life as it were like uh for lack of a better term for this but sometime in october i'll 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 be back on twitch i do want to get to it i've just been hit with a lot of stuff lately so i just had to put it down for a little bit but speaking of that you got uh my twitch channel that i'm talking about is hotshot ginger so you guys can go ahead and get over there um and i promise i will show up soon i'm sorry i haven't been um, you guys can find me over on Twitter at Hotshot Ginger, where I will occasionally show up, but I will mostly be a ghost. And right here on Giant's Music Channel is another place you guys can find me. I guess I'm everywhere. And I am not allowed to leave. He will not let me. I've tried to find replacements. He says no. You guys can find me over on my channel as well, Hotshot Ginger, where I do the uh, where I do the sister podcast, anime podcasters, talking more about etchy and more about slice of life, like shows that I like that Jaden does not. And I do that one with GoPro Kyo over on my channel. Thank you very much, Hotshot. It's been a very wonderful podcast to have you on. I cannot wait for the next few episodes. And so for myself, Hotshot, and everyone else at Anime Podcasters, this has been another episode of... There's only so many ways we can say anime podcasters. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.